Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Love that sound. This is a good one. Mexico, that there are geese that are really old that have never heard decoys or seen decoys. Are many snow geese get down into Mexico? A lot of them do. Yep. Right. A lot of them do, and they do it in one shot. A lot of them too, just like straight there from. I don't know if they're doing it from the Arctic, but screw this. I'm going are. to Mazatlan. Probably He's... are some doing that. They go to at least to the Central Highlands. Huh? What's there for them? Is there much for agriculture there? Like, what are they? What, what what's food source down there? Um, wetlands. Like, hmm. it's not coastal either. It's inland wetlands. In the There's Sonoran cool. Desert. Well, that's that's that'd be Arizona, but whatever the. No, I think you're right. I think that that desert goes into Mexico. Oh, does it? Yeah. So there's several uh, like high elevation wetland, like in the valleys of those mountains in the central part of Mexico that snows and Ross and specks go to. And then the coastlines, too. That would be pretty wicked. Do a central Mexican snow goose smash. Have, have I never discussed my Mexican snow goose smash plan on the podcast before because i'll put I, it out there I, I don't believe you have this sounds like a perfect opportunity nick all right let's do it so there's a town called durango and durango has quite a bit of hunting industry around it for those weird turkeys and for those weird deers so there's just nobody doing snow goose hunting really those be, so those would be coos deer yeah and uh the oscillated turkeys yeah, they look dumb, but anyways. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, El Durazno. 
El Durazno Lake. I've been thinking of this plan for several years now. And what I need to do is get a translator, a.k.a. maybe my wife, but it might be a little dangerous for her. I feel like you might know someone. (laughs) Or, eh, I don't know. If it goes south, I don't want her getting murdered. So that's quite a ways into Mexico, dude. It's deep into Mexico. So not a long drive from Mazatlan, actually, as I just coincidentally spit out Mazatlan. Really? Yeah, I'm looking at the map right now. It's just slightly it's be four hours, it's just right? slightly north and east of there. I don't think so, dude. I don't know. You're getting those? Well, maybe it's hard. It's... Roads. You never know how many cartel stops are on the way. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Checkpoints and shit. So my plan is to go there with like a gold watch, like an envelope full of ten dollar bills, so it looks fat, and um. 10 pounds of cheese curds and then you'd find the local narco jefe and like just find out who's running the show here in durango you get a meeting set up with them you give them these cheese curds the wad the water cash and then the the watch and you say you know i'm just a just a nice gringo dude trying to shoot some snow geese <laughs> and if, if, if everything goes well he goes hombre you can hunt anything, anything <laughs> he you has want anything you want and then you go down there he gets the guns for you because that's a bitch in mexico to get next or to get guns into there so he'll supply the guns all you need is trap loads you don't need nothing special just <laughs> screw the seven, environment <laughs> just some seven and a half lead you don't need anything crazy for shooting snows ross and specs especially when they're gonna decoy as good as they're gonna decoy there all you need to do is get a couple duffel bags full of socks and um go, go down there shoot piles of geese maybe maybe get in some whatnots it's uh three hours and 26 minutes from mazatlan to durango nice with tolls or five hours 27 minutes with no tolls we're definitely paying some tolls that's yeah. those are those are illegal tolls <laughs> are you sure are you sure <laughs> well i mean <laughs> No, Google might just Google. Google might just be putting the narco stops in Google Maps at this point. Waze is they bought Waze. Waze is very good. <laughs> you came down, Gringo. You came down hunting snows. <laughs> We've got your snow. Let's see. <laughs> piles and piles of snow. I'll take Gringo. one of each, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know in which. What what is this Rossi? Yeah, I mean it's legal in Mexico, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> ish legal ish <laughs> that is that is my mexican and then you like after the hunt you just go get tacos and like shots of tequila so this durango like you know for a fact that there's there are these things there like this Snogies? is this is the spot yeah snogies ross specs absolutely i know they're there why like why are they I'm there? The best internet scouter in the world. Oh, why did that, why are they there? Dude, that's so much farther than let's say Louisiana. Like they had to much cross a desert to freaking get So these must be like the western flyway like snows. They just I'm not keep so sure. clipping down the coast. I'm not exactly sure to be honest with you. Uh Cuz a lot of the eastern flock they end up in the Mississippi alluvial valley, but they're only a Gulf Coast or a, a Gulf of Mexico away from like that area, so I don't know. Like I, I got a. There's so many snogies that winter like in the Louisiana coastal marshes. I've heard there's like no fucking way they can count them, and oh. that 
there's guys who hunt those uh, migrators in Arkansas that have really good luck like after everybody's moved their spreads to damn near South Dakota and they're still hanging out there. I almost wonder like how many of those snow geese that they get like that late in the year, like jumped across the Gulf of Mexico and now have are staging in Arkansas or are making their way to stage in Arkansas or Southern Missouri, like as a stopping point along the way. Interesting. That was just, that's blowing my mind right now. I mean, 50 years ago, there wasn't a single snow goose that maybe like 75 or 100 years ago, there wasn't a single snow goose that stopped before the coast. Hmm. I mean, there was nothing inland for them. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't any agriculture back then. So it's crazy. Yeah. They really, and that's why you had like snow geese and blue geese did not go into mixed flocks either until recently like 40 50 years ago i think it was when they drained the coastal marshes for um the houston area the galveston and corpus christi area once those uh marshes got drained and sprawling like um suburbia got put up in its place then the birds like were like hey look at all this fucking rice we fly over what was the first genius goose that was like bro Tons of snow down here, or tons of. <laughs> so I'm still stuck on cocaine, apparently. Um, <laughs> tons of rice down here, bro. They're like, oh, I thought that was just grass. No, no, no dude. <laughs> I mean, there's a, quite a few snow goose. There's not quite a few, but there's snow geese that get all the way down to like the Guadalajara area, and there's some like in Cancun. Like, there's a couple what? reports in Cancun. Yeah. Get out of here. I'm not sure I believe this. There is. <laughs> Hold on. This requires some fact checking. Where, where where's where's Dr. Facebook when you need him? What's his name? What's the what's the who owns Facebook? Um Zuckerberg? Zuckerberg, there it is. Uh Snow Geese in Cancun, Mexico. I've got a report right here from just outside Guadalajara for seven snow geese, and that was one week ago. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? just northwest of just northwest of there. Let's go in Japan. Oh, here's another one that was um, two hundred, two hundred snow geese, Adult and this was snow goose along the coast of Alacancun. What? ResearchGate.net. <laughs> this is the real deal, yo. Although whoever took the picture of that snow goose is is the same guy who photographed Bigfoot, apparently. Oh, dude, there was um, 200 of them just southwest of Guadalajara. And that was five days ago. And the note says some blue morphs. Adult snow goose along the coast between Isla Cancun and Puerto Juarez. Quintana Roo, 18th of November, 2008. What? This, and then all the comments are in uh, Spanglish, so that doesn't do me any good. That's crazy, dude. Look at me, look at me learning stuff. I had no idea they went that far south. Oh shit! Here, let me see what we got here. I had that date range set a little too narrow. Oh yeah, there now we got a lot of reports. Even Mexico City. What? 
And I've got one down. I've got a couple here in Guatemala. Uh, I got two reports in Belize, Guatemala. Here's a report from Honduras. Three Dude, of them. That's so south. That's almost South America. Yeah. Here's a picture of uh, the ones from Belize, and this was February of 2012. Are they just chilling? Are they like wearing Bermuda shorts and drinking? Margaritas? Oh, those are. <laughs> there's beautiful mountainous palm trees, like palm trees on mountains in the background, and yeah, it's two juvies and and their parents just chilling out in Belize. Think of the mileage those things put on. From I'm kind of surprised it's none actually of like it to freaking. Yeah, just a couple. Close to Belize, good well, God. Not close to Belize. In Belize, like in it. <laughs> yeah. What? Let me see if there's any further south of here. Any, you got any in Cuba on the island? Mm, yep, I'm running out of running out of snow geese. Here's uh, some in the Cayman Islands and one. Rep- there's some in the Caribbean. Here's some in San Juan, Puerto Rico. There's actually several reports there. That's got to be investigated. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Right outside Puerto Rico. What's Dude, it, like 10K? That's way the hell over there. Yes. There's three of them so from flew 20. Past, so it flew, it flew past Cuba to get to Puerto Rico. Yeah. What the fuck? Geography. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at, the, I got the map pulled up right now. This is crazy. How did Puerto Rico way over there? How is that America? That's some, that's weird. It's probably a bunch of people that died. <laughs> they don't want I don't know we just we they heard don't. there was snow goose hunting there we're like that's ours it's dibs six. they're all in the same area and all of them are six birds six six yep there must have been six that showed up and there's one with three somebody went hunting now you have to be a dedicated hunter to try to chase those down no shit I don't even know if you can hunt in Puerto Rico. <laughs> you can. You just got to pay the right people. Oh, yeah. There's a snow goose here hanging out with a bunch of coots. I saw that picture. Did you? Yeah. All right. Look up um, look up white fronts. White fronts, Mexico? Greater white fronts. Hey, did you hear that our homeboy, Mr. Steve Kortz, was on the Ducks Unlimited podcast this week. Uh, no, I did not. I'll he had a little check. He had a out. guest. He had a guest appearance talking about um the, the survey. Yeah, and I think he said there's been like six thousand respondents to it so far. Well, well that's something. And uh, that's a fucking lot. I thought, and it was kind of interesting to me too. He said, uh, "I did not know this, but Minnesota does not do a midwinter survey of our waterfowl." And I thought like all 50 states did it. Now you can't like find the info usually in like all 50 states, but um, like some of them just don't publish it. And if you go into like the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and look up the historical ones, it only gives you like up to like 2016. So I usually don't browse too deep into that. I don't really care how many geese wintered here, there, you know, five years ago. Yeah. But. Um, Whoa. It kind of surprised me. So, yeah, looking at the wintering high density, dude, yeah, it goes all the way down to the Yucatan Peninsula. And for uh, the, white, white fronts? White fronts, yeah. 
Yeah, and that whole central Mexico there. What the hell? Yeah, man. That too long. Check out Durango. It's right in the middle of Durango. Like I'm just looking. Yeah, at that's the, the hot spot. The like, color coded map. Yeah, it's like Durango's right in the center. That center of the the country, pretty much. Yep. Dude, let's plan a Mexican trip. Let's go right now. Well, I'm just kind of. I looked up like Durango hunting lodges, and there's a shitload of them, but I just couldn't find any that like hunted geese, which I thought was weird. I, so look at some of these reports. Is, all it takes a couple Benjamins; they'll hunt whenever you want. I bet you're right, because like here's like this is all within the last. Um, here I'm just looking at one hot spot. It's all in the last um, six or I'm sorry, one year, eighteen hundred, six hundred, seven hundred, six hundred. A thousand, twelve, forty—that's a lot of snow geese when they come out in small batches and don't know what a goose koi is. Right? And you wouldn't. I mean, you probably have to wear <laughs> like you can leave your white box at home, Nick. Like that's going to be pointless. You just sit out there with a freaking umbrella and smash, probably. Right. Oh my god, this is crazy. You're blowing my mind, dude. I know, and then on also a, I want to on a totally uh, but not totally unrelated uh, subject. I just learned today that there's hippos in Colombia. Yeah, because of Pablo Escobar, yeah. he brought some over there illegally, and then they started breeding, and now they're an invasive species. Yeah, CNN's like you're gonna have <laughs> to start calling the hippos because they're just there's out of control. There's no natural predators over there, obviously. Not that they Not have the that Pablo. many natural predators even in Africa, so they're just running wild. Not the Pablo hippos. <laughs> <laughs> the the Pablo the problem with hippos uh, I don't know Pablo Escobar hippos yeah I I guess um there's a little bit of agriculture around there isn't there like on the south or on the east side of Durango yeah there is there's a little river valley that runs through there that's freaking nuts dude yeah quite a bit of agriculture actually those weird shapes yeah they're freaking coffee beans. 650 of them there just about three weeks ago in that little reservoir. Bro, those aren't huntable numbers. Yes, they are. I wouldn't even stop at 600. Not in the United I'm States. Keep driving. <laughs> what about what about 2,000? I'm in. And, and the, the most I've seen is like um, there's a reservoir north of there that I think that gets like 5K or something. In yeah, El this little. Palmito? Yeah, it's called the. Um, it's up by that town there. Libres, and it's the Santiago Reservoir. But if you look at some of the reports, too, like here, there's a thousand white fronts is what it says. But if you click on the report, there was also 3,000 snow geese in that same day. And and there's probably about, cinnamon teal everywhere. And also 21 northern shovelers. Northern <laughs> Dude, you know, like... People, not people. Like everybody says, the the duck, the ducks just don't migrate anymore. They don't go. They don't leave until later. They don't go as far south. Yes, they do. They're in Mexico, it's not, bro. It's not <laughs> ducks. People, when people say ducks, they don't mean ducks. They mean mallards. Yeah, right. Like mallards is not ducks. Mallards is a unique, bizarre, crazy adaptable species. It really species is kind of are, the, this exception to the rule. I mean, honestly. I mean, and the, yeah, it is. Most like, everything the rule migrates is, like crazy. 
the rule is the birds are still doing exactly what they did a thousand years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Seriously. exception is Canada's, well, goose species and mallards. What other species of duck is not doing what it did, didn't, like, is already, like, ingrained in it to do? Which other one at all? Maybe wigeons because they're grazers and they've been up in agricultures too. But even pintails. You're not finding, like, stacks of 10,000 pintails out in some cornfield in South Dakota real late? That's just nuts. Dude, it's all desert down there, dude. I finally pull up the satellite map. This does not look like Snow Goose territory. But, dude, there's so many ducks down there. And also, they're concentrated. You want to stay in New York? And by New, York, New York, there's a Nueva York. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they got a bed and breakfast? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> oh, there's all the egg land. Now I see it. I just didn't zoom in far enough. Shit, there's tons of strips of green down there. Yeah, it's probably like... Pineapples. I don't know. Let's find out. Nueva hey. York. I'm pretty sure there's not a uh, bed and breakfast there, but... Um, tons of ag coming right off the Santi Santiago Reservoir. The main crops grown... Is cotton, wheat, corn, alfalfa, beans, sorghum, and other vegetables. Wheat, grain, and corn. Let's go. Maize. Durango is a major provider of agricultural crops to its northern neighbor, the United States. Crazy. What do we need crops from Mexico for? Come on, man. We got California. You ever, dude, if you go out to California, like, I'm so used to, like, looking across the landscape and we got, like, alfalfa, corn, beans, and dirt. And like, <laughs> and sometimes grass, there's like a, cattle. a wheat like a weedy field or something yeah but like out in california i'm like what the fuck is that what the fuck is that there's like over well over a hundred different agricultural crops that come out of there and it's like where all our vegetables come from all the variety in the grocery stores all cali stuff wow it's more the chihuahuan durango's like an it actually might be the durango desert because it looks on here it looks like durango is an area not so much a city it's a state, isn't it? Oh, it's a state. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Oh, okay. That's probably exactly what it is. It's a state. Okay. Because you got like Chihuahua and Sonora. Now check out the Rascus. Where are those homies hanging out? Probably the same exact spot. <laughs> yeah, lots of Rascus make it down there. But also there's some thick, thick spots of white fronts over in um, like Korea. Uh, I'm gonna go to Mexico, bro. You can go to Korea. All right, I'll head. I'll head over to Asia. <laughs> <laughs> and Japan too. Japan goose hunting's been illegal in Japan since like the '70s. Well, that's and, dumb. And guess what they grow over there? Apparently, rice. So they've got a, some rice patties that the that the white fronts like to hang out in. I'm sure. You still found a picture of a blue Ross? Uh, yeah. Nice. Where? Uh, I'm on Ross's Goose, the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, Birds of the World. Oh, okay. So I just found a spot here on this little island. It's called Hokkaido. 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 68,000 greater white fronts in one place. Uh, those aren't huntable numbers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just all Rossies piled in there. 
That's crazy. <laughs> Let's see. Look at that little blue face Ross. But yeah, that's Japan. That's cool, dude. Here's a Akito or Akita. And this has got to report of, let's see, let's see. I'm hoping this is a big one. It's going to be big. It's going to be huge. <laughs> it's going to be it's probably the biggest population of Roskies everywhere. There's got to be some place that we, like, can hunt these, right? And it, Dude, what have you ever heard about Asian waterfowl hunting? I've heard nothing. And, like, you hear about no. waterfowl hunting everywhere. You've, you've heard Russian. of Argentina. You've heard of Russia. Well, that's Asia too. I yeah. guess you are technically correct, but like I think Russians not, get mad if you call them Asians. I don't know. Probably not. It's <laughs> what they are. But you've never heard of, like goose hunting somewhere like called Ching Chong Bing Bong. You know? Wow, that's racist. No, it's not. It's just the way they talk. Ninety. Here's ninety thousand. Ninety thousand in one place, one time. That's for white fronts, man. Like, where do you see ninety k? white front stacked up in the united states that's a lot man that's a fucking lot good lord japan's fucking stacked all right plus they got like here's a funny name place let's see how many geese are in nigata easy there fella (laughs) (laughs) it's it's named n-i-i-g-a-t-a nigata easy 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 and we're pulled from the air for forever (laughs) (laughs) it's what the name of the place is (laughs) rio de negro what'd you call me what what wait what Dude, we've been doing this for 27 minutes. We haven't talked anything about what I intended to. Um, this is good stuff. Um, what did I intend to? Oh, yeah, the, uh, the midwinter survey and stuff. Okay. Steve Quartz did make a good point when they said, why don't you guys do a, a midwinter survey? And he's like, well, we're froze out every year, and I don't know if it's worth getting in the plane to fly around and count a couple thousand ducks and a couple thousand geese. All in the do same think- spot. Do you think he has a point? Yes, probably. I agree. I, I, I think th- so too. I, I, well, I mean, I think it might still be nice. I mean, I do too. It take you like a you, day, but then you, we you would, but then we would know. I mean, for sure. Yeah, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So, like, like get up in the plane, fly around Minneapolis. That's so how do you, have the mallards? Yeah. I mean, how do you know if the numbers are increasing or not if you don't at least just check? What What area? this time of year really holds any honkers like that would be like maybe Fergus Monticello and Monticello yeah let's see what they've got to see if anybody's reported anything there recently I just where did I just see well we'll do your all the way all the way down the Mississippi south of Monticello where it stays open there's there's mallards and and honkers spread out all the way down that river we definitely don't get any I won't say any but there's very very few in the Minneapolis area over winter Honks, you mean? Because there's yeah. a fair amount of mallards still flying around. Wait, did I say mallards? No, you just okay. said not many. You didn't specify. Oh, yeah, there's no very, very few honkers in Minneapolis. There's some that go feed on the railroad tracks over on University. Yep. But I think even them are kind of like fluctuating fluctuating around. I was reading this uh, this migration of birds like a thing that must have been written by the Fish and Wildlife Service in like the 50s. 
and it had a graph in there of like the timeline of when an area averages around 35 degrees Fahrenheit and how that coincided with Canada goose migration. And they talked Mm. about like how giant, not giant Canada's, but they just call them Canada geese. They make regular short distance migrations and they stay right up around that 35 degree marker. And they showed it on the map, like just like drew a line across the United States, like a wavy one, I guess, to account for the mountains and the curvature of the earth. But it was really cool how relevant that was to today. Hmm. And then when I, when I was reading about the snow geese, it said that they don't leave the coastal marshes of Louisiana and Texas until April. And barely ever will they set foot down in the United States. It said they will fly from the coastal marshes of Louisiana and Texas, and they will typically land in the prairies of Saskatchewan and Alberta. And from there, they'll hang out a week or two, and then they'll jump to the Arctic. Jackwads. Yeah, now look at it, though. That's fucking crazy how that's really changed. Well, and I think it seems like the last couple of years that the uh, the white fronts in the fall now have been making stops in the Dakotas where they usually blow right past. Yeah, I've heard of some big feeds being found out west, like where normally I would i have had a couple of fields, like even around the metro that had some white fronts in it the day before I hunted it and then you go try to find them the next day and they are they're gone yeah Yeah. if it's maybe these are like the first ones that discovered the rice in Louisiana maybe they're just now figuring out like hey there's food down there we've been flying over like some five-star restaurants here this whole time right maybe they are the pioneers Curtis has like 600 there right now that's That's the most I can find not very many no, that's not. That's not worth getting in a plane, probably. You can just have these idiots online <laughs> t- tell you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, there might be some truth to that, I guess. And anyways, um, so another thing about the midwinter surveys, those are all coming out now. Like, I was reading Arkansas, and they have, like, as few mallards there as they've ever counted, which is interesting. But also, they had like just as many ducks or more than they've ever had, like 1.4 million or something. And everybody down south in Arkansas and stuff is crying about how terrible their season's been, of course. First of all, has anybody down south ever had a good hunting season? I know the Fish and Wildlife Service says they average 25 ducks per person per season. But it seems like when you get like local accounts, everybody just agrees, like, tell nobody. Our season sucked. Keep crying. Keep crying. Don't attract the out-of-staters. Don't, don't stop the money flow. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They were bitching about it when I was down there uh, last spring for snow They're geese. Always bitching about it. And and there was mallards and pintails everywhere. Like I don't. Oh. How, I mean, if if this is if these are bad numbers for you. Do not come and hunt Minnesota. You are going to be really depressed. <laughs> Somebody told me, like, uh, I went before I went there for teal. They're like, man, teal season in Louisiana can be the best duck hunting you can experience, but it's just garbage. A- anytime after that, it's like, all right. So I looked up their 
I looked up their fish and wildlife statistics and it's like garbage. Okay. Let's see here. Last year they averaged 24 ducks per hunter and Minnesota averaged six. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds terrible. (laughs) How can you do it? Just four times. No. I don't know. Maybe they are just judging it on a different standard than we are. I'm guessing it's like what you're used to. Like we actually had to try for we didn't limit out from the first hour. This sucks. <laughs> I had to touch my duck call today and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. We only shot twelve over today. This is bullshit. Oh, and we haven't done a podcast since I uh went to Oklahoma for a week. No, we have not. Kinda of thought that's what we we're gonna talk about, but then we went off on this other tangent and uh kinda of glad we did. Yeah, dude. Um you did press record, right? Uh yeah. Yeah, we're nice. Going. We're going. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check those numbers. Yes, they are clicking away. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh nice hybrid. Dude, yeah, I did not keep it. I won the I won the drawing for you it. You won the drawing and you didn't keep it? I didn't. Aww, I go you're such fifty year old fifty year old Nick's gonna fucking hate me for this, but it's like guys, they were repeaters. Like they came and joined us last year down there, and then they came again, and they had a like a tough time getting the guns through the Washington D.C. area airports during inauguration. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> they just they just had a fucking rough time, and I was like, God, they'd appreciate it. So I was, this has been, been I waited a little bit, like I waited till the very last night there, and I it was at dinner. I was like, Hey guys, boom, fucking, it's yours. <laughs> That's cool. It was. That thing uh, except for me. was a good-looking so, one, too, man. Dude, it was. like uh, The dog was bringing it back. Like We shot a bunch of ducks. They were sitting there floating, and I checked them with binoculars. They're only 35 yards away from me. You know, I'm like, Drake Mallard, Drake Mallard, Ringneck, Gadwall. I identified, like, every one, but it must have had its belly up or something, like, where I could only see the, like, a white belly because the dog came out. We were retrieving all the birds, and Joe was like, I think this one's a hybrid. As the dogs bring it back, I put the binocs up and I'm looking at them from across the pond. I just dropped. I'm like, holy shit. I must have said holy shit like 25 <laughs> times on my walk over there. <laughs> the owner of the lodge, Larry, had never seen one in his life. Like, that man's seen a lot of dead ducks. No doubt. God, that is, that is just incredible. That's awesome. And, uh, God, it would have been so cool. I'm, I already got a couple of birds, too, that I'm trying to get out to a a taxidermist. I don't need to spend ten grand on right taxidermy. I mean, I'd like to if I had it. I would. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Dude, that yeah, that was pretty sick. That it seemed like a pretty successful hunt down there. It seemed like it yeah. did more um, duck hunting than goose hunting this year. Is that an accurate statement? Mm-hmm. We did five duck hunts and one goose hunt. Okay, that's a pretty accurate statement then. Mm-hmm. Is this is our warmest year, our numbers? driest year. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's just, I asked the guys, like, what's your dream hunt? What would you want to do? You know, is there anything you envision? And we try to set that up for them. And the guys just wanted to duck on a bunch. You get a lot of responses like, hey, whatever you think we're going to do the best at. Right. All right. That'll be ducks on a cattle pond. <laughs> and that, it was just, it was just such a smooth year down there, like, if it rains or snows at all, those roads are fucked. 
and the le- first time it ra- we got a raindrop on us was when we were driving a load from Oklahoma. Just super dry, huh? Didn't look like it's too cool. Like, what was the temperature Dude, it's down warm. there? It's like 50 degree highs every day. Just kicked ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that sounds really warm. I don't know if I like that. You're like, it kicks ass. It did kick ass, dude. Didn't have to worry about hand warmers. Nope. I still brought the G-Tech, though, because I love it. <laughs> because you have very tender hands. Once you have hands. a G-Tech, oh, yeah, definitely have very tender hands. I lotion them. <laughs> okay. Um... Well, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll switch it up once in a while. <laughs> you know, I got these things, uh, not to bore you, um, so I've been thinking about ways to keep my hands warm when I ice fish, and I hate wearing gloves because you just lose mm-hmm. sensitivity. So I've been hearing about some people take, like, those hand warmers, and they'll actually put them, you know, next to their wrist. Well, I found a website that sells something that wraps around your wrist, a Velcro thing, and has a little pocket in it for those hand warmers, and I bought it off of, a, like, a musician's website. So it's for, like, musicians that have to play outdoors. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a pretty reputable source. So I ordered a pair, and I'm going to give them a shot this weekend and see how well they do. I mean, the the, the theory, you know, they, it's going to warm up that blood going into your hand, much like if you're really hot, they tell you to run your wrist under cold water to cool you down. So if that mm-hmm. works, if I got warm warm blood pumping into my hands, that could be uh, that could be a pretty cool for calling geese. You know, you wouldn't need gloves you wouldn't need nothing your hands would just be warm that would be kind of cool and i heard too just keep your if you keep your core warm like everything stays warm yeah so i'll let you know how it goes we'll see if it, yeah, if let it, me know if it works that. for ice fishing it's definitely going to work for calling for sure okay dude uh you know i'm looking at these statistics right now i, I wanted to pull them up just so to be as accurate as i could be 2018 louisiana 14 ducks a person 2019 12 that's way down and then uh, Minnesota, nine and eight. That's wow. that's pretty good. That's way up. For like us. it used to yeah. be like four. Right. And then and then um, let's see Arkansas. I'm just seen it, son of a bitch. Arkansas is there's seventeen. So said Arkansas has Jeez. been going. It's doing pretty good. Seasonal duck harvest per hunter. 17 plus or minus 30 percent weird weird that doesn't seem yeah well and that's why they complain when it's like you know it dips below 15 they're like what (laughs) could you could you guess the top three harvesting goose states every year (sighs) probably not I mean, I can guess them, but I'll probably get them wrong. Um, you think it would be a place that has the most huntable days? Hmm. No idea. Oklahoma, Kansas. <laughs> um, no, no, I don't think North there's Dakota. enough people down there that hunt. Tip Minnesota. In oh god damn it, they just broke it down by flyway. I want that. I want the whole country. 
Mississippi Flyway. Well, duh. It's uh, Minnesota, obviously. Michigan. And um, one thing Steve Court said, too, that's kind of surprised me is, like, we sell less than 2,000 non-resident licenses in this state per season. Yeah, nobody comes here, dude. Nobody gives a fuck to come here. I suppose it's one of those things, too. Like, when you think Minnesota, as far as outdoor recreation, you're probably thinking fishing. Like, it just doesn't, like... I'm not, but the goose. Yeah. Well, I know, but you're here. You know that. I'm talking about <laughs> non-residents, people from you know New Mexico. They're thinking, I want to go on a goose hunt. They're not thinking Minnesota. But according to the numbers, maybe they should. <laughs> um, yeah, Minnesota averages like 215,000 geese killed per season. Damn. What would you say Pennsylvania gets? More? What was our numbers? Two fifteen, two seventeen. Wow, that's a lot. Um, that's a lot of dead geese. Twenty, twenty thousand. Two hundred and seventy-five. <laughs> wow. Yeah, nobody thinks Pennsylvania when they think good goose hunting. They smash. I think that's usually I mean, like the top three in this country. There's a lot of ag there in Pennsylvania for sure. It's also a big state. Yeah. It is quite a big state. Whatever. Anyways, um, we just filled that time up quite easily. Heck yeah, that was sweet. What else did What else do you want to say about your Oklahoma trip? We covered the hybrid. Anything else? Anything else cool happen? Um. Yeah, I mean, every single hunt was good. See, every like single, it. every like Miss Cheryl seemed to be just like gunning for tips and like was cooking dynamite food every day. Um. Me and Joe never got drunk. Every morning was awesome. I'm <laughs> um, not sure I believe that. Oh, no, for sure. We didn't We didn't drink. No, nothing. It was just, like, so easy and awesome and amazing. And I uh, can't wait to do it next year. That's all like a lot of fun, actually. It was a lot of fun. It was tons of fun. I made these, um, um, like, 27 bouquets of grass on steaks and used I those for hides. <laughs> I saw that. Uh... How do they? Well, obviously they worked pretty good. Yeah, it made them a little too high. Yeah, so I just I scrunched them down a little bit. I mean, why make your grass bouquets taller than your layout blinds? You know, like you're just trying to blend in. You don't need to stand out with right. grass. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that's like a a rule I have too. Like when somebody, whenever you put a weird hide in a weird place, like. We're gonna make a bunch of tumbleweeds patch right there. Like, okay. Then you hear some guy comes comes around from the corner, like, hey, should we grab a bunch of extra tumbleweeds and like make it extra big so it's almost like we're supposed to be there? Like, don't make the weird spot bigger. Yeah, and, be, like, the, be the shoe, weird. but you don't have to be like the biggest shoe ever. Right, exactly. Like, if you're gonna be a weird spot, like don't just add giant weird spots everywhere. Like, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird <laughs> be the smallest weird you want to be you, you want to be, be normal weird you don't want to be weird weird yeah don't don't accentuate the <laughs> shit that should not be there like you just make it a nice small profile like oh some weird shit's there just a little bit of it though <laughs> so i definitely had to scrunch those down and get them a little bit tighter toyota yep 
All right, dude, but it was fun doing another pod. I think I'm going to head out and do a pod with Mr. Heinz here today, too. Man, I know I've been saying this pretty much since I did the last one with him, but I need to head out that way and and do another one with Mr. Heinz. That was like almost a year ago that we all went out there. Yeah, I bet. It's probably been over. Probably been over. drunk. No, no, it was warm out. I remember it was warm. Yeah, no, it was it was summertime, so it would have been over a year because we didn't do it this past <laughs> summer. <laughs> you remember my car almost started on fire? You guys oh, had to go pick me up. <laughs> that's right. We're like, where's Nick Chase? Like, oh, dude, uh, my car just broke down. Like, oh, yeah, dude, we had to I'm, run out there and pick you up. Like 20 miles away, dude, and when you guys were driving me back, I was like, well, I'm definitely getting drunk now. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, right. I can't, can't drive home. I mean... That's right. <laughs> We're, we did the damn thing at a brewery. Yeah, it was an una, it was an unofficial flight companion, but yeah, that was that was a good time. That was a fun weekend. Yeah, it was. I could so, definitely uh, be talking to that again. Um. Anyways, yeah. Uh, I think I was probably three or four things that I wanted to talk about and didn't. So we'll do that next time, maybe. Sounds good to me, dude. All right, I'll chat with you later. Yep, later. <laughs>